Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, Aphorism for July 23rd. How can one love everyone on earth? Here is one way. Reflect that God's nature is, as the Indian scriptures declare, Satchidananda, ever-existing, ever-conscious, ever-new bliss. He, the Creator, gives to each of us the motivation to seek bliss as our true nature also. The hidden intention behind every act is the soul's need to discover the secret of existence as perfect bliss. The worst criminal seeks to solve that mystery. He seeks it mistakenly, of course, yet he does so unmistakably. Everyone on earth hungers for that fulfillment, though people usually seek it indirectly. Isn't this reason enough to love and to be compassionate toward every being on earth? It's very interesting. Even as I was reading that, I was understanding something that I've actually struggled a little bit to understand. Now, think of it this way. If if I meet someone who's trying hard to do something, so-and-so is trying hard to be a ballerina, a single mother is trying hard to raise her child well, an aspiring artist is trying to learn to paint, often you, you, your heart goes out to that person because you see, you see them working toward a worthwhile goal. And it's not that you're, you love them because they're working for a worthwhile goal, but because they're working for a worthwhile goal, there's something magnetic about them and you don't have to try to love them because you admire them, you respect them, and you want to support them in that effort. Everyone on the planet, every, every sentient being, everything in creation, I have to keep backing up, is, is trying to merge into Satchitananda. Every one of us is trying to understand. How does Swami put it? He has that wonderful sentence there. The hidden intention <clears throat> behind every act is the soul's need to discover the secret of existence as perfect bliss. So everyone we meet is trying hard to do something really wonderful. Now, not what they look like or even what they themselves think they're doing, but the actual truth of every person's nature is they are on a magnificent journey to a brilliant goal. So why wouldn't we want to love and support them in that destiny? And I hope that's as interesting to you as it is to me, <clears throat> because I've heard Swami say this multiple times. And even though I sort of knew it was true, I never actually understood why. <clears throat> and you see, with Swamiji in his life, and he said this many different times, everyone's seeking the same bliss, therefore I love them. How could I not love them? And now I, I'm beginning to see the connection. When you see someone trying hard... And everybody's trying their hardest. Even if they're trying hard and they're not quite succeeding, you have this sympathy for them. 
Jyotish tells this story about this little girl when Ananda, when, when Swami Kriyananda purchased the first piece of property for Ananda, it was 72 acres of what is still the seclusion retreat. Very isolated, wonderful property. It was purchased outright, and, and so the community could start without debt. He wanted a community, though, that was not only renunciates, but also families and families with children. 72 acres seems like a lot of land until you have just one or two children who can scream in wild enthusiasm and be heard everywhere. And so we had to get another piece of property, which is the whole story, and on it goes. But there was this little girl, and she was one of the early residents who was one of the reasons why the community had to move to another piece of land. Her name was Cece, and she was about four or five, and she came to visit Jyotish one day as he tells the story, and everything was a little rustic then, so there was a sort of a little platform outside Jyotish's door, but there were no, no real stairs to it. So the first step was a big one, and if you were four years old, it was even bigger. And he heard her sort of scrambling around outside, trying to get up onto that platform so she could come in and visit him. And she, she didn't quite make it, and then he heard her say in a really loud voice, this is going to take my full blast. <laughs> and then she sort of ran to it and got, on the, got in and came in to see him. Well, of course, I mean, it's absolutely endearing. Little Cece giving it her full blast to get up so she can go visit her friend Jyotish. But you know, everybody's always giving it our full blast, aren't we? I mean, sometimes our full blast is to get stone drunk for lifetimes at a time. But it's because the soul is still trying to figure out the secret of our existence and how to find bliss. And we're trying as hard as we can, whatever we're doing. And therefore, everybody should be respected and loved. I mean, not respected for their delusion. And this is where it has to get very... You have to be appropriate. Even Master, when Master was talking about world peace and universal brotherhood and all being children of the same God and all of that, he would say, but some of God's children are bullies. And so even in a a, a much more advanced world than the one he was seeing and living in, he said there will have to be world police because there will be bullies that will have to be held back. But Master didn't love them less because they were bullies, but he loved them more. He, he loved them sufficiently that we have to behave appropriately. So it's quite different, you know, the, what the appropriate response might be from how we feel inside ourselves. So the question, how can we love everyone on earth when there's a tremendous amount about people that not, is not at all lovable. Swami would sometimes laugh at the teaching, love yourself. He said, but so much of you is not lovable. And so much of you is not what you want to identify with and, and uh, support. It's not by any means that you should hate yourself, but you don't want to just sort of all the time be saying how great I am when I'm not. Accept yourself. Now that's different. We have to accept that this is where I am. But what we want to love is the divine potential within us. And so when we love everyone, we love that God, that divine self, that that soul aspiring for liberation. That's where the love is given. And because we love that, then we understand how to relate to the rest of it. I remember being with Swamiji on a we were walking in a pedestrian mall. As it happened, it was somewhere in Europe, but it didn't matter where it was. And uh, 
Swamiji was generous to people, but he also felt that too much generosity did not necessarily help people. I mean, if he saw somebody old and infirm or crippled in some way who really needed help, that was one thing. But when a young, relatively fit person would come up to Swamiji and ask for money, he was far less sympathetic. You should pull your life together and do something about it. And this one man came up to Swami and he wanted money. And he was such a person, you know, maybe 30 at the most. He just, it was easier to beg and probably drink and take drugs because such people are often like that. He did not seem mentally unbalanced. He just seemed disinterested in working. So he came up to Swami, total stranger, and Swami said, why are you begging? You're more than capable of getting a job. You should get a job and earn your own money. Then Swami opened his wallet. He said, I could give you more, but I'm just going to give you a little bit. And I hope you use this because you should be working, not begging. Just like that. <laughs> and you know, the man didn't quite know what to say of it because Swami wasn't angry at him. It was just the opposite. He looked at this man. He saw into his soul. He knew that this man was looking for bliss and was misguided. So out of love for his potential, Swami tried to pull that potential out of him. And of course, if you love someone, it just works so much better. You, do you understand? Because of course, what we're, what we're all looking for, I mean, how do we f- define bliss? A great deal of the way we define bliss is being loved. When we have love, when we experience love, love gives us enormous joy. And so that's also what we're working with. Without, without that joy, without that love, I mean, love and bliss go together is what I'm trying to say. So also, the reason we're misguided much of the time is because we're afraid and we're lonely. And, and how many times do people say, you know, I don't feel like anybody sees me. And that's what happens a lot to marginalized people. They feel like nobody sees them anymore. And I... Earlier I was speaking about relating to beggars in India. It's the same thing. Just, just try to really see people. And, and don't just see the superficial. Really think deeply how Divine Mother would see this person. You know, forms are very different. Some, uh, everything comes and goes. We ourselves have had many different lifetimes. But the, the, the mother always sees the potential of the child. And you know, a beautiful prayer that we can really offer is, Divine Mother, help me to love your children as you love them. And it's actually, it's, 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 you can practice it in a human way. You see, you see someone who doesn't attract you, whatever their vibration is, it doesn't, you know, it's not consonant with yours. And you think, but somewhere at some point, some woman was a mother to this child. She carried the child under her heart, as women say. And then the child emerged as a baby. Maybe the mother was unkind. But most mothers love their children, even if they're not able after to live up to that. There's going to be a moment in which the mother loves the child. Divine Mother loves us. Just The human love is a shadow of what Divine Mother feels for us. So when we see someone and we don't automatically know how to love them, Ask Divine Mother, help me to love. Um, Corrie Ten Boom, who was a survivor of the, the Holocaust, she tried to save Jewish lives when she was living in Holland, ended up being imprisoned. 
because her network was betrayed. And after the war, she was right in front of the man who had betrayed her and caused the death of her sister and her father and all those years of suffering for her. And he asked for forgiveness. And she stood there in front of him and said to herself, I can't. You know, I don't know how to love this man. But then she she was a devotee of Jesus. So she said, but Jesus, I know that you love him. And through me, you can love him. And then she said, just even as she thought that, she felt the love of Jesus for this man come through her. And it was irresistible. She just reached out her hand and shook his hand. And even as she was holding his hand like this, she knew this is not me doing it. This is Jesus loving him, using my body to do so. Now, of course, that was a very extreme situation. But whenever we see someone against whom we wish to close our hearts, think about how Divine Mother feels about that person and say to her, I can't love him or her, but you can. Show me what he looks like to you. And what Divine Mother sees, because time doesn't exist on the infinite plane, Divine Mother sees the welcome home party of that soul. Swamiji said, uh, whenever he sees people who are suffering, he thinks, oh, the intensity of this suffering will provide an even more brilliant contrast to the joy that will come to them when all suffering ceases and they realize God. And even just that thought dissolves a great deal of whatever it is that doesn't attract you. This soul is seeking God and he will find, he will succeed. He is already even, even in this moment, he is pure Satchitananda. What is there not to love? You see how beautiful it can be? What a wonderful way to train ourselves and to help us overcome everything in us that is denying that bliss. How can one love everyone on earth? Here is one way. Reflect that God's nature is, as the Indian scriptures declare, Satchitananda, ever-existing, ever-conscious, ever-new bliss. He, the Creator, gives to each of us the motivation to seek bliss as our true nature also. The hidden intention behind every act is the soul's need to discover the secret of existence as perfect bliss. The worst criminal seeks to solve that mystery. He seeks it mistakenly, of course, but he does so unmistakably. Everyone on earth hungers for that fulfillment, though people usually seek it indirectly. Isn't this reason enough to love and to be compassionate toward every being on earth? God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.